Blog Talk Radio.
Enigma Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prade. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can catch us online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available. Actually, I need to open it up. I'm opening up right now. All right. A huge hello to everyone. Now, we are available in our chat room. You can send your questions, comments, or your prayer requests. Also, for those who are on social media, I am on Facebook Live, YouTube, and also Periscope. You can actually send your questions, comments, suggestions, or prayer requests on those also. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Feel free and come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. I appreciate you, I appreciate everyone who are tuning in at this time. Uh past couple of weeks, we've been starting late because of technical difficulties, but I thank God looked like I got it fixed right at the last moment, so I thank God for y'all patience, and I thank God for y'all uh, love and support. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to log in to a program because I want to make sure I'm able to have everyone's Cool. I want to have accessibility for everyone. Comments. In case those who want to come in and chime in. Now, this is what we're going to talk about today. Hmm. Let me tune in. On today's show, we're going to talk about not lowering your standards, trusting God about matters of the heart, and also how to choose the right mate and also what not to choose. <laughs> We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called, Does God Want Me to Be a side piece. Hmm. Does God want me to be a side piece? You know, that may be a very sensitive subject for some, but when we think about it, it's so many people 
they're selling for less than what God has for them. What do I mean? So many people, so many people, not only are they settling for less, but also they'll even compromise their values, their morals, just so they won't be alone. You know, a lot of times we would often think, well, you know, women this, you know, we we would often judge women that may think that way, but a lot of times it's not just the women, it's dudes, guys. So I want to make sure that we understand this is not to pick on one side, but it's to expose both sides. We want to talk about that. You know, <clears throat> I didn't get. A, I wanted to make sure that um, I set up everything. And as far as my notes, I left my notes somewhere. But I'm just gonna talk. Those that know me, my name is Brother Prater. That is my legal name, Brother Prater. But I'm not gonna talk to you just as a minister. I'm gonna talk to you as a grown man. I'm gonna talk to you as a brother, as a friend, but most importantly, above all else, if nothing else, I'm going to talk to you as a man of God. I want to talk to my young ladies who may be watching, who may be single, who may be looking for love or waiting for love. I want to talk to you, but also I want to talk to that young man who feel like, well, you know what, I can groom a girl for her to be the type of young lady I need. I want to talk to both. I want to talk to my fellow sisters and my fellow brothers. And this is not pertaining to a race or culture thing. This is to every male who is waiting and seeking for love, but also for that young lady who may be waiting, seeking for love. They says they trust in God, but yet still they're taking matters in their own hands. I want to talk to you today. Now, as we get ready to look back on everything, I'm going to adjust this a little bit. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Okay. Hello. Just what I needed to do. Okay. As we as we go forward, it's so many people that's compromising their values. They're compromising their value. They're compromising their their worth just so they won't be alone. Of course, we know Genesis says it is. Excuse me, not Genesis. Um, yes, it is not good for man to be alone. Okay. But under the same token, God does not want you to settle for less. One of the things that we have to stop doing is stop trying to recruit people in our heart to groom them, to make them the person we think we need. I've seen, matter of fact, I've seen many young ladies, and there's been people that have spoken to me throughout the years. This is even before I became a minister. Many people talked to me about their dating situation 
And when you listen to them, they already know the answer. They're just trying to talk themselves into staying in that relationship. They're trying to talk themselves into a bad relationship. Excuse me. They, they're trying to stay in a bad relationship knowing that they already got the answers. It's unhealthy. You cannot make a toxic relationship healthy. You cannot get into a relationship in the very beginning knowing that it's not healthy, knowing that it's not right, and then make it right. I don't care. As a matter of fact, just be real. I don't care how many times you pray. Your prayers is actually for you. Your prayer should not be centered around trying to change someone else because God is already giving you the red flag from the very beginning of how somebody is. But what do we do? We say we trust God, but yet and still we take it matters to our own hands to make somebody that's not fit for us fit for us. Listen. The jailhouse, those that don't know, I work in the jailhouse. I've been working in the jailhouse for over 26 years. I am so sick and tired, sick and tired of seeing good people wasting their time with people who ain't trying to change. There was someone that was famous that once said a philosophy that said, but you know, a real man would change for, or excuse me, a man would change for the right woman. That's the biggest lie ever been told. Listen, if that person, male or female, won't change for God, what make you think that they're going to change for you? And please don't think that you can sex them down to make them change. Listen, I'll give you a good example. Samson. Samson. Samson had already slept with concubines. He slept with many women before he met Delilah. So it ain't what's between your legs that's going to control or change a man. Just keep it real. We need to stop trying to settle. And one of the things, this is to the young ladies, one of the things, you cannot start giving your body to people that does not appreciate you. A real man is not trying to take you, trying to trying to talk you out of your clothes. A real man is not trying to talk you out of your clothes. Thank you. It's not trying to talk you out of your clothes. A real man is trying to clothe you. A real man is not concerned about what you got between your legs. He want to know who you are between your head. He want to know, first of all, your relationship with God. Because a person, male or female, understands if you're not going to listen to God, they so not going to listen to you. You're not going to listen to them if you don't listen to God. That's what we have to think about. I've seen throughout my course of going to church, I've seen women drag guys to church and doing prayer. The woman praying, I went to one church, this woman was praying, this young girl was praying and the guy that was with her was doing it, and she nudged him, put your hands up, and he just put it up. Where you get him from? Why you with him? Well, because I love him. Shut up. You don't know what love is. 
Am I being harsh? Yes, I'm being harsh. Because now I'm at the point where I'm just sick and tired of seeing these toxic relationships and someone in them getting hurt or killed. I'm tired of it. You know, matter of fact, I'm going to swing back a little bit. Uh, Keeping it real. Okay, there it is. This photo right here, this person right here, this is my sister. This is my sister. Not just blood sister, biological sister, but she was my friend. She's no longer here because of a stupid act of a guy, of a guy that did not want to let her go. My sister was slaughtered, murdered. Let me show you something. You see this? This is a clean sheet of paper. Unused paper. Brand new paper. Watch this. Even if I toss it in the trash, I can unball it. And write in it. And still use it. You see that? The paper's balled up. But I can still use it. It may not be as perfect as it was before I bought it up, but it's still usable. But you know what? My sister, right there, she can't come back. She's not coming back. Toxic relationship. The result of a toxic relationship. I want to drill it to that young lady that's watching right now who, if you've seen a pattern of the type of guys you've been with, if you've seen yourself get into a relationship where it seemed like, oh my gosh, it seemed fun, it seemed dangerous, you know, I like a bad boy, I like a boy with a little thug in his life. But understand that thug life has consequences. That young man that may try to just get a girl just to destroy her life. There are guys that are like that. And like I said, I don't care who you are. Nobody can change someone if they don't want to be changed by God. And let's just say if by chance they would want to do things right for you instead of God. Get this. Even if they decide to, you know what, I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start doing the right thing because I want God to bless me with you. So in other words, he's seeking God not for God himself, but they're seeking God for you, which will make you, listen, make you an idol. He would serve you over God. And so if you get somebody like that, what would happen? You would end up having to take the responsibility of what only God can do. And I promise you this, you cannot measure up to God. So when it boils down to a relationship, think about it. Why do we settle? Why do we settle for less than what God has for us? What's the rush when God told us to wait? There may be something that God may be revealing into us about that person. 
But what do we do? We compromise. What do we do? Well, you know, um, I'm just, you know, maybe he just need a friend or maybe he just needs somebody. Maybe he needs some help. Listen, if a woman is listening to a guy that may need some help, he may need some help, but the help ain't you. Number one, the help is God, but also the help comes from another man. Anytime a guy is trying to get help from a woman, check his motives. He may have a motive. See, a lot of times when some, now I ain't going to say all, but some young ladies may feel useful. They want to feel useful, helpful in a guy's life. And listen, that's not love. That's ministry. Point blank. So what's the purpose of us rushing? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, you know, if I just go ahead and, you know, just be there, just be that good friend for him. Maybe just listen. You know, you know, he he's not a bad person. He, he got some good, you know, he got, he got a good heart. Listen, everybody got motives. Excuse me. Everybody got potentials. Everybody got potentials. So what? Everybody got potentials, but that doesn't mean that they're going to reach them. It's not your decision to make somebody reach their potential or their goals. A person has to want to do it for themselves and rely upon God, not you, to help them to reach that. I've seen so many women, they'll stand by your man. They'll be that type of chick for a guy until he reach his goal, his purpose. And guess what? You get dropped off, and then he goes to the one that he wants because you helped him to be the good man for somebody else. You were thinking you were the prize. No, 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 no. You were just on the sideline until he chose the one that he wanted to play with. Those that know me, I don't mind being honest or keeping it real. And this is what we need. We need transparency. We need the truth to be told because right now we are burying too many of our people. We're burying too many of our brothers and sisters. And I will say this. There's a lot of good men that end up entangling themselves with the wrong woman. Is so many guys incarcerated right now because they feel like they can help or enable this young girl. Maybe she just needs, you know, some help. Maybe she's kind of rough around the edges. Maybe if I love her enough, maybe if I do these things, maybe if I could be that man that she needs instead of the man that she had, then maybe that will help her to be that young lady for me. And now he's incarcerated. Or some or in some cold grave. They end up trying to help the wrong one and not realizing they have met a Delilah in their life. One of the things that fascinated me about the story of Samson, Samson had great potentials. Samson was a man that had the world in his hand, even in a physical matter. This man was the strongest man who ever lived. But even when I mentioned earlier, he already slept with several women. 
Why did he do that? Number one, he was hurt. He was grieving. He was heartbroken over the young lady that he ended up losing. And then he ended up sleeping with several concubines. And then he ended up meeting Delilah. Delilah. Get this. Even when Delilah was conversating with him, Delilah pretty much told him what she wanted to do. She wanted to know where his secret was. She wanted to know where the strength, where his strength came from. But what did he do? Instead of leaving her alone, he entertained her. And because he entertained her, she entertained him. He was playing games. Listen, she was throwing buckshots, and he was throwing slingshots. He was playing games when she was trying to take him out. And eventually, what happened? She wore him down and eventually told her to secret of his strength. Now, think about it. Where was his strength? Where was his, listen, where did his strength lie at? Where was his strength? Where did his strength come from? Was his strength in his hair? You know, he had locks. I believe he had seven locks in his hair. Did he have the strength in his hair? The answer is no. He did not have the strength of his hair. The Bible tells us his strength was from his heart. He was a Nazarite. He had rules that he grew up with. He had rules that he followed from the day of his birth. His rule, his 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 oath, that was his oath, his covenant between him and God. And because of Delilah, he entertained, he listened to Delilah, and he ended up compromising. He ended up settling out. He sold himself out. And what happened? He, she found out the strength of his hair, sorry, the strength of, of, of where he came from, the source of his strength. She found out. And what she do? She cut his hair. She cut his hair. See, the long hair was an outward, listen, it was an outward symbol of an internal covenant. See, you might be that young lady that wear long dresses who value herself, who, uh, you know, try to cover herself up. But see, that guy that you may be listening to, he may tell you, hey, look, ain't nothing wrong with you wearing a little short dress. You know, hey, look here, ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, you know, ain't nothing wrong with having a little sex. You know, ain't no harm. You know, we're going to get married anyway. So ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes you got to try on the shoes before you buy them. And what happened? End up settling, settling, compromising your values, your morals. And then what happened? You end up robbing yourself. You end up having so much guilt, so much pain. And that person got what they want. And now what happened? They don't value or appreciate you how they were in the beginning. That's male or female. Listen, anytime we compromise our values, 
we're actually removing ourselves from the purpose and plan God has for us. See, there are two wills that God has. There is a perfect will that's through obedience and everything that God has for us. But then there is the there was the perfect will, and then there is the permissive will. The permissive will of God. God telling us, well, you know, um, I have this plan for you. Why are you selling for this? Don't you know right now, there are so many people right now that are living beneath their privileges. There are so many people right now that are living beneath the purpose and plan that God has for them. So right now, God has us. God has us what? He wants us to be able to listen to him. He wants us to be able to trust him. Trust him. Listen, when we receive salvation, we trust God with our life. So if we can trust God with our life, why we can't trust God with matters of our hearts? Think about that. We say we trust God. God, you know, I accept you as Lord and Savior over my life for my eternal life. But don't you know he's also concerned about your love life? God, it, I want you to say this to your, well, actually, I want you to say it out loud. God is concerned about my love life. The key thing we have to remember, as much as we may want to be in a relationship God has the ideal person for us that he's trying to groom us for. But don't you know, just like how God has someone in mind that's best suited for us, the devil has a counterfeit that is not designed to pull us into the purpose of God, but excuse me, push us, but to pull us from the purpose of God. The one that God has for us will push us to the purpose and will of God. But the one that Satan has for us will pull us from. Think about it. You were designed in this world. You were designed to come to this world to fulfill the purpose and plan God has for you. There is a purpose and plan for each and every one of you. But also understand that the devil knows that. So what does he want to do? He wants to cause havoc and make you miss the perfect will that God has for you. He wants you to miss your purpose in your life. In the Bible, it tells us that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. See, Satan, a lot of times we just think, okay, well, uh, trying to steal physically, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Listen, Satan may be designing right now the ideal person to steal you of your identity, to steal you of your heritage, to steal you of your spiritual birthright, to st- to rob you, to steal your identity of who you are in Christ, to steal, to kill you. That could be physically, mentally, emotionally, or even financially. And they also to what? To destroy. To kill, steal, and to destroy. That means to treat as if you never existed. Think about that. As if you never existed. So, the million dollar question I asked was, 
Does God want me to be a side piece? The answer is no. God does not want you to be a side piece or a side dish. He wants you to be the whole buffet. And there's only a person that God sends, and he will reveal to you if this is the right person or not. But listen, this is a Christian podcast, and I'm talking to believers, people that are professing Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. I'm going to say it like this. If you have an unhealthy relationship, leave it right now, publicly. And don't feel like, well, you know, I love him. Listen, <laughs> that old movie and that song, What Love Got to Do With It, it has everything to do with it. Because most of the time, that feeling that you have, you are identifying it as love. It ain't love. It's your emotions. It's your emotions because you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be sit. Listen, you don't want to spend time with you to be alone. So many people, and let's be real, so many people have an issue with being by themselves. And I'm not just talking about being by themselves in a relationship. I'm talking about being by themselves, even if it's in a house, they have to have some type of distraction, some type of uh, TV, radio, music. They have to have something going on in their life. Why? Because they cannot stand silence. And don't you know God speaks to you? Silence. You can hear, you get clarity when there is silence. Why why do they want us to remain quiet in the library? Because there's somebody that may be studying. Someone trying to concentrate. Someone is trying to focus. Well, allow God to take you into his spiritual library for you to examine and study who he is, but also who you are in him. God wants you to spend the time right now in your singleness to start learning more about who you are, your likes, your dislikes, your quirks. Right now, God may have you in your singleness to be promoted for your I don't want to say, I'll say your relationship or your your marital status to change from singleness to marriage or courtship. God may be grooming you right now. God may be trying to reveal some things to you, but as long as you avoiding, what will happen? You end up settling for less than who he, who he has for you, but also you may not get who you need. You may get who you want, and you really don't know who you want because you don't know who you are. So in order for us to start understanding that God does not want us to even share, listen, share. We should not be shared. The love that God has for you is for you. You don't have to take somebody man or take somebody girl in order for you to be in a healthy relationship. I have heard so many people right now the going thing is having friends with benefits or, you know, having a side, you know, that's my side chick. That's my side piece. Listen, there is no benefit 
and being some side dish or side piece. There's no payoff. Even think about it, even legally, legally, there is no benefits. Listen, right now, if you in you got your you are you are a side piece of somebody, if something happened to that person, you're not legally covered. Even if he's married and you're his side chick, if something happens to him, you know what happened? All that you worked for, all that you thought you'd be getting, somebody else would be getting, his wife would get, or her husband would get. So why are we allowing ourselves to settle for less than who God has for us? We have to stop being impatient. Like I said, we got to start examining and understanding who we are. You know, many times I've seen good young, I've seen so many good girls, good, when I say girls, that mean young ladies. I've seen good young ladies, and they'll settle for trash instead of waiting for the treasure that God has for them. I want to say this. Are all men unfaithful? Are all men dogs? The answer is no. I said this. Uh, I say this all the time. But a real man is faithful. A real man would not cheat. A real man or a real woman would not cheat. And also, just because you're with a guy, don't expect for him to cheat. Don't think all guys cheat. But also. I want us to understand, if by chance you're with somebody and they're mistreating you, they're cheating on you, is that a real man? The answer is no, point blank. I'm going to say it like that. Point blank, real men don't cheat. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago uh, I had somebody got offended because I said real men don't cheat. And they said, well, they have nothing to do with their character. I said, yes, it does. Their ethics. See, I want you to think about it. I want, to, I want you to think about this. If you say he's a good man, a real, excuse me, he's a real man, but he has character flaw, ethic flaws, ethic flaws, that's what it is, ethics flaws, moral flaws, intentionally, too. Listen. You can't bunch him up with every man. Like, listen, you can't bunch him up with every man because there are some men that are not like that. So this ain't to promote me. I'm going to say it like this. I dare for me to be serving God, loving God, and keeping myself for God's sake and obeying and trusting him and me categorized as a real man and then some dude that's the opposite of who I am, and you saying he's a real man, he has no morals, no ethics, not even any principles of even taking care of his business, financial business, won't take care of his children, but you saying he's a real man? Get out of my face with that. That's a coward. That's a coward. But if that's who you like, then, hey, God bless you. Go on. But I always tell people, I always give people this disclaimer. You can be with whoever you want to be with. That's your choice. But also, you got to deal with the consequences, and you can't have somebody to relieve you of the consequences if you refuse to listen or accept the reality of who you're dealing with.
like I said, real men are faithful. Real men are first men of God. First. You got to look at his relationship with Christ. Listen, if his relationship with Christ is on shaky ground, that's the foundation that you know that your relationship with him will be on shaky ground. See, you have to examine their relationship with God. Think about it. If you're supposed to be a believer, if you're supposed to be a believer of Jesus Christ, you're a young lady, you're supposed to be a believer of Jesus Christ, and you say that your relationship with God is so solid, you're going to Bible study, you're going to church, you're praying, you're doing all these things, and then you meet some guy who, (laughs) forget about don't have a prayer life. He don't even go to church. He don't read in the Bible. He, he don't even care. He not, listen, he don't even believe in God. But you want to be with him. But, you know, I can help him get saved. Okay, so I want you to understand this. How a person is in the beginning, that's who they are. You just got to accept that. Now, the other thing, if God is your spiritual father and you love your spiritual father, but that person over there, about as wicked as all I do, but he, you know, he know how to treat me, but he ain't saved. His spiritual father is the devil. But if you try to be with him, marry him, and your spiritual father is God, and his spiritual father is the devil, well, if you end up intermingling with him, then you're going to allow Satan, the devil, to be your spiritual father-in-law. Hmm. Never thought about it like that, huh? Well, let's keep it real. You have to understand, the person of how they are and who they are, either you're going to accept it or not. Listen, it's not your responsibility to change somebody. And I will say this, there's a lot of young ladies Excuse me, I don't want to just say young ladies. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that go into a relationship already know they're not the right one, but you're trying to change them, even if you're trying to help them get saved, not for God's sake, but for your sake. Listen, if this person that ain't saved and they happy with who they are, but you you're going to try to help them get saved and, you know, you're going to sneak a Bible verse and you're going to talk to them. Hey, I want you to come on with me. Come on to church. to see your motive, your motive, even though this person ain't saved, this person don't even serve God, don't even want to know more about God. But you go to church and you sing in the choir, all that stuff. But your intention is to try to convert them for your benefit. Who would be more wicked? The person that ain't saved and happy they ain't saved or the person that is saved with an ill motive of trying to get that person to be saved? It would be the latter. Why is that? See, that's witchcraft. When your motives, listen, even if, let's just say, you want to see that person saved. Okay, that's fine and dandy. You want to minister to that person. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But think about this. If you minister to that person, that means your focus is only 
for them serving God and you leaving your heart totally out of it. In other words, as if that person, as if you're not even trying to entertain that person or even date that person for you. Can you do that? If that person gets saved, would you accept that person being with somebody else? Hmm. Think about it. Oh, oh, well, okay, well, if you want to be with that person, but they ain't saved, you already know that y'all, let's not just say unequally yoked, y'all may not even be compatible. See? Okay, you already know that that person ain't saved. You are, and listen, you take it upon yourself. You end up dating that person in a way. You end up getting married to that person. You go to church, that person don't. And that person buys beer and all that stuff, stack up the refrigerator with beer. And you get home from church, and you're just sick and tired of seeing a beer in the refrigerator. Now you want to pull out every beer, every liquor from the refrigerator. Who would be wrong? That guy that ain't saved is bringing the liquor in the refrigerator or the one that is saved that's trying to get it out, get it out the house? It would be the latter. You ought to know how he was and who he was before you met him. So what you need to do? Leave it there. Yes. Leave it there. You have to accept the person how they are and who they are. If not, why are you with them? We have to stop as people stop compromising. God has so much more for us, but we have to trust God and do something that we don't like to do. It's a four-letter word, start with a W, end with a T. It's called wait. Wait on God. I found out that God has your best interest at heart. God knows not only how a person is, God knows the motive of a person, the heart, the integrity of a person, but also God knows how a person will be in the future. You don't know. And a lot of times we as good-hearted, kind people, we judge people based on how we treat them. That may not be them. Well, see, if I'm nice to him, he's going to be nice to me. No, let me tell you something. I know a lot of people that have been in a domestic violent relationship. The nicer you are to a, a toxic person, the worse they treat you. So you have to understand, even when it comes down to being a side piece, to being a person on the side, that was not... That was not designed for you. Sorry about that. That was not designed for you to be some side chick or to be some science project. God has more for you than what you're in right now. Just in case you're in a relationship and you already know. See, you already know it ain't working out. You just have to accept it. You already know this person. uh, Y'all know y'all not compatible. You already know it. That person, look, that person ain't going to change. That person ain't trying to change. But why are you with them? Think about it. Listen, God to you right now. Leave them alone. Trust him. He got somebody that not only that's going to treat you right, but be right for you. If God told you, listen, leave this person alone. But when the time comes, I'm going to send the right one. But 
a lot of times what happens, we're thinking that we're waiting on God, and we ain't waiting on God. God waiting on us. God is waiting on us to be mature. God waiting on us to be healed. See, the God, the one that God has for us, we should have no residue of the things of the past. And listen, I want you to understand, God want to heal you, but we, a lot of times, we see a hold on to residue of the things of the past, and we shouldn't bring it over to the one that God has for us, because you know what? What will happen? Like I said earlier, a lot of times, there have been good people that has been polluted or corroded by somebody that's been hurt. One of the things I always say, hurt people hurt others. And a lot of times when a person is not healed, you know what they'll do? When they encounter, not all of them, but sometimes, or some of the ones I've heard about, a lot of times when a person encounter when a hurt person encounters someone that may not be toxic, who who's good or who's doing right for them or with them, what will happen a lot of times the person who's hurt or the person who's bitter, when they've been used to being in a toxic relationship or whatever, a lot of times they would choose to go ahead and hurt the person who mean them no harm because that's what they know, and they feel like everybody's like that, so they feel like if I can go ahead and get the upper hand, I'll do it to him before they do it to me, or I'll do it to her before she do it to me. And what happens? You end up hurting a good person. That guy, that guy has damaged that good young lady. Why? Because how his baby mama treated him. Because she may not have allowed him to see his daughter or his son. And what happened? Now, he just want to run rampant on any female that would give him some attention. What he want to do? Well, you know, is you know, I you know, I, I don't I don't trust. I don't trust, you know, young ladies, so you know, I just, you know, I'm just I'm just here. And what does he want to do? He just want to get his rocks off. He want the sex, but he don't want the love. He want the sex. Listen, he wants your body, but he don't want your mind. He wants what you possess. He does not want the possession of your God. We have to understand there's so many people, there's so many people that have shortchanged themselves with matters of the heart, in matters of the heart. And right now, God has so much more for you than what you're in right now. I'm going to take a pause right now. Uh, somebody on the line, I want to give them an opportunity to be on there. <clears throat> Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Brother Prater, how you doing today? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. How you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing wonderful, and uh, I'm just glad to hear you're doing wonderful too. It seems like you're uh, you're you're talking about things that are that are right and true, and we want to do that. That's what we do. We 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 uh, we shed light on areas that are important 
to other people because some people can't see things because it becomes difficult. And the reason why it's difficult for people to see things clearly is because because underneath their feelings, and the feelings is the surface of who they are, underneath their feelings is what they love and what they don't love. And, and that gets all tangled up in a knot. So they're not getting under their feelings because of that fact. But, but you know, people rely on their feelings entirely too much. You know what I mean? And when you rely on your feelings too much, you make a lot of mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Because you haven't had taken the time to examine your feelings in light of truth. What I mean by that is doing a self-confrontation with yourself in light of truth, which is God's word. So that you can get up underneath your feelings down to the heart of the matter. And since you're getting down to the heart of the matter, this ain't got nothing to do with you because you've been born of the spirit. Christ has sit down on the seat of who you are and set you free. So it ain't got nothing to do with you, but you want to make it about you. And you got to learn the difference between what God is doing and what you're doing. So you might see yourself making some mistakes. And if you see yourself making mistakes, then you can acknowledge God and say, God, forgive me for making it about me when it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's all about you. And now you're in the right relationship with God. So God's moving through your faith because the faith that God gave you demands that you listen to him and not what man thinks about what God is saying to you. Understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say. You know, I mean, I ain't trying to take over the, take over the program or nothing, but I just wanted to bring some light to the, to the truth about what we talking about. You know what I'm saying? And that's clearly that love generates love. You understand? Yes. Yes. I definitely appreciate you. And I wanted to, I want to make sure that um, people understand even when it come down to the dating and, and the relationship, the ultimate relationship that we have to look for is our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's key. That's the first thing. And even like the young man said, I really appreciate you. And I want to, I wanted to make sure that I forgot to get the phone on. So that way the people on social media could be able to hear it. But now we got it. We're going to broadcast it also. But what we have to realize, even like the young man said, our relationship with God. And also, I want to tell you this, what we have to realize, the importance of our dating relationship, we have to look at it as it being so important because it can not only help or hinder our purpose, but also even our relationship in our ministries. I want to tell you this, one thing we have to remember as ladies, ladies, I want want ladies to understand this, ladies, when you are seeking for a husband, when you are desiring a husband, you have to understand that you are picking and choosing your spiritual leader. Hmm. You're choosing the spiritual leaders within your home. So, in other words, if you are just picking just anybody then you given how that person, if you want to say it, beliefs or ideology is, whatever they believe, you're saying that you're willing to submit to that and allow that to govern your home. That's something we have to think about. We have to understand, like, 
you being on your job for 25 years, you on your job for 25 years, and then all of a sudden you get a new hire that comes in, and you have to train that new hire the responsibilities of your supervisor. In other words, you're picking your supervisor, but you've been on that job for 25 years. You even apply for the supervisor position, but instead of them Instead of them giving you the position that you've been there for 25 years, but they haven't used to train a new hired person, train them for them to be your supervisor. That's the severity of women choosing men to be their husband. It's as simple as that. But also the guys. Guys, we should not compromise. We should not settle. You have to be with someone that will allow you to be the spiritual leader. That doesn't mean that you are dominating or force. No, we're talking about under God's authority. You're doing things in love. You have to understand this is a very serious thing when it comes down to choosing our helpmate or our hurt mate. Choosing someone that will help you fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for you, or someone that will destroy you from the purpose and plan that God has for you. So we have to understand that. Like I said, a lot of times people think that God doesn't care. God cares about every aspect of your life. He's concerned about every aspect of your life. So there's, first of all, there's nothing new under the sun. But also we have to make sure that we give that responsibility over to God. We have to allow God to reign and rule. And one thing we always say, listen, God is a God of free will. God is a God of choice. God is not going to make you do something that's against your will. God is not going to make you do something that you don't want to do. He's not going to force your hand. He wants you to accept him, but just in case you don't want to accept him, hey, the choice is yours. But right now, I want each and every one of us, for those who are single, I want you to ask yourself, what are you learning in your singleness? What are you learning in your relationship with God in your singleness? Because when it comes down to dating and being married, that takes a lot of time. Sometimes, and that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, God doesn't get, like I said, God is concerned about your courtship. And I'm going to say this, this disclaimer. A lot of times, even with some churches, they have singles ministries, but a lot of times they just Keep it right there. Single ministries are great, but single ministries are also to design not only to help us to understand who we are in our singleness in God, but also to prepare us to choose if we choose to be with someone to get married or not. There are some people that are happily content being single and do not want to be married and ain't trying to do things ungodly either. No, there are some people that are not even 
think about trying to have sex or anything like that. I want to say the disclaimer. So for those who want to be single, hey, that's their choice. Some people are fit to be married. Some people aren't. But it's all a choice. So I not just fit. Some people don't want to be married. That's fine and dandy. Some people, they want to just work and just, you know, they they would rather just, well, no, I don't want to be married. That's fine and dandy. Everybody has a choice. But also on the same token, we should not discourage those who want to get married. We should not discourage them from getting married or dating. Like I said, vice versa. We shouldn't discourage those who don't want to be married. Hey, why why you know want to be married? Now, if it's a reason as far as well, they've been hurt too bad. No, no, that person needs healing. And even after they're healing, if they still choose to be single, that's fine and dandy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. But for those who choose to be married, hey, like I always say, God's not going to tell you who to choose, but he'll tell you and teach you how to choose. Someone's on the line. So we have to re- we have to remember, God is a God of choice. And he asking you, what do you want? But also, like I always say, God wants us to seek him and to consult him. Because God knows what's best for us. God knows who's best for us. Also, God knows who's worst for us. I'm going to stop right there. We're going to go to this phone line right here. Hello, welcome to Rick Name My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hey, Hello there. Well, I was calling to Alexa. Oh, hold on. You said Uncle Jim. Oh, this my niece? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Tell her, fill me off. Okay, okay. How you doing today, ma'am? Um, you know what? You're talking about a great topic today. Hmm. You really are. And you're dead on the head with everything you're talking about. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And, you know, I'm just, if I may say, um, I'm kind of going through the motion of some of the things that you're speaking on. And I, I don't even, I don't know. Um... I just wanted to let you know that you're dead on the head with a lot of the stuff. You can't change people and you'll lose yourself <clears throat> trying to. And it's not a good feeling to lose yourself and you'll pretty much be trying to figure out where did you go, if that makes sense, instead of what can I do to help them? You'll be asking yourself, what can you do to help yourself? And that's not a good situation to be in at all, you know. So, again, on what you said, if you are in a, you know, toxic relationship, even I'm speaking to myself as well, just leave it alone because we can't change people. 
no matter how hard you try or, excuse me, no matter how hard you try or, you know, you try to mold a person in, in all honesty, I did get that. I think I got that from my mom. Um, God rest her soul. I think I got that from her with trying to change these men and feeling like, you know, her and I had a conversation one day, and, you know, she was telling me, you know, we're so loving to these men, and, you know, no matter what, if we just keep praying, we can do this with them. And, you know, no matter how hard it is, everybody got a heart so you can change them. But everybody doesn't see things the way that you see it. You know, you might look at it as it's a simple, a simple project, you know, but you don't know how much work you have to do with that project until you actually get started, if that makes sense. And you'll realize that it wasn't worth the time, you know, you'll just end up finding that out the hard way, as my mom did. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it that I'm going to say right now. But just know that you're dead on the head. Well, number one, I definitely appreciate you. And I want to tell you something. Um, we're going to continue after after the show uh, for us to be able to talk privately. But I do want I want you to know, and also for those who were in your same shoes, number one, we do love you. And I want you to know that, like I said, not just to the young ladies, because there are some guys that feel the same way. In a relationship, is not a project. Also, when it comes down to trying to help a person, that could be help a person uh, being saved, uh, get delivered or whatever, that's ministry, and that is not for love. Also, it's not for, being real is not for the even the same sex. Excuse me, it's not for the opposite sex. Anytime a guy needs help, if he encounters a woman, he should be referred to by another man. But a lot of times, and also being real with you, because of the misinterpretation of Scripture, the Bible says, sanctify wife, sanctify husband. And a lot of times people think, well, if I love him enough, he's going to change. If I do the right things with him, because I love God and God answer our prayers, then that's going to, my love going to override his foolishness and make him change. And that scripture has nothing to do with a person changing. That scripture simply means when, at the time when it was written, at the time, there were couples who were already married that were not saved. They were already married. And one spouse got saved and the other one before the other one. And so they asked the apostle Paul, they asked him, well, now that I'm converted, now I'm saved, do I leave my unsaved husband? And that's when he said, no. No, like I said, in the beginning, both of them were not saved. But one got saved before the other. 
And as long as that person happy with who you are, hey, that's fine and dandy. But if a person chooses to, hey, you know what? I don't want to be with someone that's saved. Hey, so be it. But a lot of times we bring that, quote, unquote, philosophy into our courtship. And we just pick people randomly like this is Bilderberg and create our own little project. No, no, no. Listen, that's only what God can do. That, but see, God is a free will that if you choose to accept him in your life, if you choose to, he'll come in. But if He, if you choose not to have him in your life, then, hey, he's not going to force himself. God is a – wow. See, God is a gentleman, but we ain't. <laughs> when I say we, that means male or female. God is a gentleman. God is what – he will, he will, will only come when he's invited. But what do we do? We'll bombard ourselves in somebody's life. So when it boils down to it, I want to say you're not the only one that have faith that way. But this is a time for us to be able to listen to God because the devil wants to trap each and every one of us with the wrong one. But God is trying to lead us to the right one. Don't you know, when God gives blessing, he adds no sorrow. So if you are receiving drama, trauma and drama in your courtship, that's not of God. The things of God will give you the peace of God. The things of God will give you peace, not make you lose your peace especially your peace of mind. But also, I'm going to say like this. There are examples of people that are of God, that's male or female. And we have to look at these people. And if by chance they don't measure up, don't entertain the devil for a moment. The devil, like I said, excuse me, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God, in his word, he said about his son, but I came that you may have life and have life more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. Jesus came for us to have life and have life more abundantly, which is a better quality of life. And so my question to you, for those who may have pursued relationships, for those who may be in a relationship, are you receiving the quality of life that God said in his word? Don't think too long. You know if it's either yes or no. God wants us to be in a happy, healthy relationship. This episode, I had planned on doing this for the past two weeks. Little did I don't ever know who's calling. There are some people that may tell me throughout the week, they may say, I'm going to try to call, but I never know who's calling until the show begins. And also, I don't have anybody, they don't keep people numbers registered on this line, so I never know who's on the line. But if you are listening, just like the young man, I thank you for the young man that called earlier. And normally, for those that first time calling, I normally don't list or say a person's name on the air unless they do. If somebody say their name on the, on the air, then it's fine and dandy. But normally, I do try to keep discreet uh, who's calling, whatever, because there are sometimes some people may share their situations or whatever like that. So I've had 
many things to happen. So I try to respect a person's privacy, but I don't mention a person's name, but if by chance someone mentions that name, then, hey, you know what? Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for sharing, because to be honest with you, it takes courage to admit where you're at. And just remember, for that one person that admit where they're at, they have the courage to admit their, where they're at. There are a thousand millions of others that feel the same way, who may not have that courage, who may not have that, uh, that, that strength to admit where they're at. The first thing they talk about is when it comes down to getting over a situation or a problem or an addiction, the main thing we have to do is admit that we got a problem. And some of us, we got a problem pertaining to love, pertaining to matters of the heart. We have allowed, we have to stop playing and being people's fools. Like I said, this is not the perfect will that God has for us. God does not want you to be that person's fool or walking mat. You know, like I mentioned earlier and like uh, my niece mentioned, that pretty young lady right there, my thing, I don't want her life or the, the, the her death I don't want her death to be in vain. I may not, I may not be able to, you know, save my sister. I couldn't. But if I could save someone else's sister, my nephew, my niece, no longer have a mother because of a toxic relationship. I think about that constantly. But my responsibility, there was a man, there was a coward that killed her. But what I try to do and what I want to do I want to show young ladies, and I'm not the only one. There are other good young men out there, but I want to be the representative to show young ladies. There are other men that want to be the representative to show young ladies that there are real men that are out there. You don't have to settle. Quit settling. Quit trying to make a boy a man. That's not your job. That's God's job. And I'm going to say it like this. How to say iron sharpens iron. Listen. The only way iron can sharpen iron is if iron is willing to be sharpened by iron. Iron would not sharpen with Play-Doh. That's what a lot of young ladies do. Women are the Play-Doh, and they're trying to sharpen a man. And what happens? That Play-Doh stabs. The Plato gets stabbed. The Plato gets played, and then the women they end up being in a, in a situation where they're left with children of a non-supportive guy, or they end up getting some type of disease. You know what? I want each and every young lady that's out there. I want you to look at me right now. And I want you to know that you are valuable. I want you to know, I don't have to know you, but God knows you. I want you to know that you don't have to settle for less than what God has for you. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, don't you know God has the man that loves God 
And if that man loved God, he would love you. Now, I'm not just talking about what he says. No, no, no. I'm not talking about just him saying that he's saved. No, that means nothing. We're talking about him exemplifying it. We're talking about him showing it, demonstrating it. One of the things I always say, it ain't what a person says, but what a person does. Not only are they speaking God's truth, but they're living God's truth. Listen, that man, that man that God has for you, he's someone, you don't have to train him how to treat your heart. You don't have to train him. You don't have to talk to him about treat. You know, you should, you know, you need to respect me. Listen, I, I get so sick and tired. I listen to it at work. I listen to it even at the store. I overhear a conversation, and I'm hearing women. I'm hearing women telling guys how to treat their heart. I'm telling, I'm hearing women telling guys. You shouldn't. Do, if you love me, you shouldn't. Be, you shouldn't be treating me this way, or you shouldn't be treating me that way. Let's be real. Did you know how he was before you got him? Did you spend enough time to examine him, or did you do most of the talking and he just took the notes of what you were saying and he tried to put on that costume just to get what he wants? I'm gonna say it like this: When it come down to it, women, you just need to learn to hush. Let God show you how a person really is. Because the more you talk, a lot of times you're telling the guys the right tools to use to trap you. Just point blank. Women, you are more valuable than that. You're not a merchandise. You're not a project. You are an individual. You are a lady that was made by God. You're valuable. And a real man, like I said earlier, a real man does not care what you got between your legs. A real man ain't even studying that. A real man will wait until the waiting night. And if by chance that man is trying to talk you out of your clothes, leave him alone immediately. And I'm going to say it like this. If he is trying to talk you out of your clothes, don't even give it a second thought of, well, I'm going to miss him. Forget that. Forget about, well, you know, the memories we have. You know what? God will overshadow that with the right one. When people show you who they really are, their true character, their true ethics, their mindset, believe them. Stop compromising when a person is showing you their true identity. To the guys that are watching, number one, like I said, Quit playing games with these women's hearts. Also, guys, quit just dibble-dabbling with any female because you're lonely or you want to sow your wild oats. Listen, it's already enough stuff going on in this world. Why contribute to more? This might have been too much or too heavy for some people, but I'm going to say it like this. If it's going to save some other mother, if it's going to save some other sister, if it's going to save another guy, then so be it. For those that get offended, for those that, well, you being harsh, or you, you just don't know, you know what? 
If you got a problem with it, please show me through scripture what God wants you to listen. And I'm I understand this. There are some people they don't want to trust God. That's you. But don't call me when I come down to the consequences that you're dealing with where you only want to ask God to remove the consequences, but you don't want to do what he says to do. There are some people that are like that. There are people that will call you in the middle of the night. I, I want you to pray for me. You know, they they already know that this person is no good. Or they trying to use the person and the person get used before you can use the person. And then you don't like how it feels. It's time for us, just point, just point blank, it's time for us to grow up. Don't you know Jesus is soon to come? I want you, I want you to think about that. What happened? Now, some people, well, you know, uh, the Bible, uh, the Bible got to fulfill itself. So, you know, uh, Jesus might not come for another thousand years. Okay, L- let's just say hypothetically, Jesus doesn't come back for another two thousand years. But does that mean that you may not be you may not be taken? Does that mean that you may not die before this week is out? Before the day is out? You know. There's danger everywhere. We never know when our time comes, just point blank. We never know when our time comes, but will we be ready? That's the key thing we got to think about. Will we be ready? I refuse to be going to church all my life, love the Lord, and allow flesh to allow lust to make me miss the purpose of plan God has for me. And if God, I'm going to say it like this. Some people, well, you know, matter of fact, somebody a couple of days ago told me that I don't understand their needs. You know, they got to have some sex. But you say you're a Christian. God is is a sustainer if you want to be sustained. If you don't want to be sustained, then you got to deal with the consequences of your choice. Now, for those who are listening, listen, you may have made some bad mistakes. You may have made some bad choices in your life. But I want you to know that God can forgive you. But not only will God forgive you, but he wants you to receive his forgiveness. But along with you receiving his forgiveness, there's something else he wants you to do. He wants you to forgive yourself. God wants you to confess your faults, everything, even your secret things. God wants you to go to him about it, and he wants you to know that he wants to help you with that. There are some people, they have wounds in their heart. They don't know what to do. They got wounds in their heart, and they feel like, you know what? I'm in too deep to be helped, to be healed, and don't you know? You're at the right spot for God to come in and to rescue you. You know, Samson, I mentioned earlier, Samson. Samson did not fulfill the purpose and plan in his life. Why is that? Because he allowed matters of the heart. Because he allowed the wrong one into his heart. And God wants you to remove the Delilahs. God wants you to accept that that there's a Delilah in your life, regardless if it's a male Delilah or a female Delilah. 
But in the midst of all that, God wants you to come to him and allow him to be Lord and Savior in your life and to heal you from everything that the devil tried to do towards you. But also, God wants you to understand who you are in him. You're valuable. Like I said, you're not a side piece. You're more than a piece of meat that's for male or female. You don't have to compromise your values, your ethics, your morality. You don't have to compromise that. You don't have to look for love in order to be loved. God wants you to understand who you are and most importantly who you are in him and know that he loves you. And also to allow him to teach you what love is, what love is and what love ain't. God wants you to come to him and not allowing yourself to compromise your values. You know, I'm I'm gonna say this and we're gonna get ready to pray. I've seen this, like I said, even towards some young ladies. They end up, I'm going to tell you like this, anytime you got a sneak, anytime you get an uneasy feeling, that's God alerting you to let you know something ain't right, something is not of him. God wants you to start obeying his voice. God wants you to start obeying what he tells you. And listen. Nothing, nothing is worth you missing out on God's purpose and plan for you. Nothing, nothing. Like I said, there are consequences to every action that we do that's outside of God's will. But God want to help you. I am, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to see my young ladies healed and whole from the wounds and the scars that the wrong one had done towards him. I'm ready for my brothers, my men, number one, to be the men that God called for them to be, but also for them to understand not only how to treat a young lady, but also how to choose a young lady. I'm tired of seeing my fellow guys, my fellow brothers, choosing women with ill motives, ill intentions, and Good men end up having their lives wasted or demised because they end up helping or falling in love with the wrong one. I want my fellow brothers and sisters to be healed and be whole of any and everything that the devil tries to do. I want that young lady that's watching right now. You might be tired. You might be shedding to you. you listen, you're so tired of crying. That's all that you know. I want you to know that God can dry every tear from your eyes. But he wants you to start trusting and listening to him. And this is not just a temporary fix. We're talking about a permanent fixture. God does not want to just remove the consequences of what you're dealing with and then you resort back to who you were. Don't you know? You have to also examine. You have to examine your surroundings. Examine your ver- what are you doing? Because a lot of times, I want you to understand this: the anointing, the anointing we hear, the anointing that destroys the yoke. 
that breaks the yoke. But also I want you to know that when you are serving God, when you have a purpose and plan in God, the anointing will not only drive you to the purpose and plan that he has for you, but also it will draw, it will attract, it will attract, it will attract not only the things that are of God, but also the things that are unlike God. Why? Because the devil would try to bring distractions. It's just like a nice down-home meal, even if you want to say an apple pie, fresh out the oven, ooh-wee. It's going to drive hungry people from around the neighborhood. But also, along with people who would eat the food, but also that smell of apple pie will attract Rats, roaches, ants, insects. <laughs> Why is that? Because they smell the aroma that's in the air. And the anointing of God is an aroma that the devil would try to use to send you the wrong one. The devil would try to use that to destroy your life. So we have to understand, God does not have us compromising our values of our worth for us to be able to be happy. Like I always say, the things of God will give you the peace and the joy of God. But the things that are unlike God will give you the consequences or the things, the feelings or the unpeace, the unrest. So for those who may be watching, you know who you are. You know every situation that you're dealing with. And just in case you feel like, well, you know, what I'm dealing with may be too much for God to handle. We got to understand God's word told us, cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. Cast all your cares. Upon him once and for all because he cares for you. God wants you to go to him. And just in case you may feel like, well, you know, um, what does it take to be saved? I'm glad you asked. I believe in saying this in every message or every podcast that I do. Romans 10 and 9 says, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Ooh. Before we get ready to pray, I do have to say this disclaimer. I have to say this. Number one, even in matters of the heart, just because you met somebody in church don't mean that they are the one for you within the church. There are wolves in sheep's clothing. The devil will, listen, the devil don't have to bring a distraction outside of the church to distract you. The devil can have the distraction right there within the church. So that's the reason why we have to be prayerful. We got to be praying. The Bible tells us men ought to always pray and not faint or not lose heart. And whenever we don't pray, whenever we don't seek God, whenever we don't obey God, what happens? There's a booby trap that the devil has to take us out. I want you to understand, women, guys, 
True love does exist, but only in Christ. And if we go outside of Christ's way, then we will receive crisis in our life. And life is too short to deal with drama, deal with calamity. Listen, listen, we're too grown of people to deal with junk. We're too grown of people, grown people, dealing with juvenile stuff. Time out for that. God wants us to be able to be in the relationship that he, that will honor him. And God right now is concerned by every aspect of your life. So as we get ready to pray, we want you to think about every situation that you may be dealing with. I want you to give it to him right now. There's nothing too hard for God. And listen, that prayer, we ain't thinking about the other person. The prayer is for us. There may be somebody who may be listening, who may be wondering, you know, should I left, should should I leave this relationship or not? You already got your answer. We're just gonna be praying that God give you the strength to make immediate changes right now. And I'm gonna tell you this: for those who may end up leaving their relationship, I, I'm gonna say it like this: as far as courtship, dating. Now, if you're married, if you're in a abusive relationship, I'm telling you, get some help right now. Right now, if you are in an abusive marriage, if you are in a marriage where you're being abused, you're being threatened, I'm telling you, get out right now. You get the police involved. You cover yourself. And you start telling people, open your mouth and let it be known. Don't let anybody threaten you to tell you. You better not tell nobody. I'm going to tell you something. The people that you tell, they're going to help you, but also it brings awareness for them to be on the watch. See, the devil want to bring bullying tactics and everything. So if you are in a marriage where you're being abused, you're being threatened, I'm telling you, you need to call the authorities, get out right now. Don't worry about, well, I don't want to leave my TV. Somebody a couple years, a couple months ago told me, but they don't want to leave this 72-inch TV. Please. I almost hung up that phone. That was a big insult, wasting my time. But I'm going to tell you something. You think about your life. You think about your family's life. Think about your children's life. Spare, spare your life. Spare your family's life. So if you're getting threatened, you get help right now. And then you document everything. And don't think, well, you know, he said he's going to say, oh, you end up pressing charges, then all of a sudden at the last minute, well, you know, I'm not going to follow through with it. No, 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 no. You need to go through with it. Go through with it. Don't let him talk you out of why? Because you are not a punching bag. You're not a punching bag. You are a human being. You are a person. That's And it's not just the women that's getting assaulted or getting threatened. It's the guys, too. Guys, listen, if you're being verbally abused or physically abused, don't worry about people not believing you because you're supposed to be a guy and a, a girl is beating up on you. You get the help that is needed. Get help that is needed. And do not, listen, we do not look back. Let me tell you what happens. Anytime you go back in a situation, listen, anytime God has opened up an, a way of escape and you turn back around, it's going to be seven times harder. 
Because think about it. If that person thinks they're going to change, what make you think that they're going to change? You're going to believe them, but think about it. That's actually putting yourself in danger because they see, oh, you have the potential of leaving. So next time I got to make sure to secure to secure that you don't leave. I'm telling you, you leave and don't look back. I had a shirt. Actually, I have a shirt that I wore yesterday. Um, but I get it. Matter of fact, I get it right now. I'm gonna do it right now. I know, <laughs> I know, I'm on the air right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this while I'm on the air. I'm gonna get this while I'm on the air right now. It's right here, right within my reach. I put it right here. Thank the Lord. I knew I had to put it here for a reason. I want this is the shirt that I wore yesterday. What it say? Stop domestic violence and toxic relationships. This young lady right here. This was in honor of my sister. You don't have to suffer anymore. But God wants you to get some help. God wants you to get the help that need and don't look back. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't regret. Don't regret. Don't feel embarrassed or don't feel ashamed. And I'm going to say it like this. Believers go through it. There are many people, even in leadership, there are many first ladies that's being assaulted, that's being abused by their husband that so happen to be a leader, a pastor, a preacher. I want each and every one who may be dealing with situations right now, some that may be single right now, you're single, you're waiting for love. You're asking God to help you to wait. I'm telling you, God is a sustainer. But like I said, God wants you to repent to him. Listen, God wants you to ask for forgiveness, receive his forgiveness, but also God wants you to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the mistakes of the bad choices. Forgive yourself. Do not allow the devil to make you feel in prison to beat yourself up for the rest of your life. God wants you to what? Forgive yourself. I want you to look. Don't look at the don't look at the camera. I want you to look in the mirror right now. Find a mirror. I want you to look in the mirror and point to yourself and say, I am forgiven. I want you to say, I forgive me. I forgive me. I want you to understand that this is this is something that's very serious. And it's time for us to start receiving the purpose, the plan, and the love that God has for us. And to acknowledge, if this is the love that God has for us, we embrace it. But if it's not, we need to ask God for the strength, for the way of escape, and get out. And those who may have other prayer requests, I want you to understand that this this is something that God wants us to be able to go. Go to him and confess each and everything to him and for us to consult him in every area of our life. 
Know that God loves you. God cares for you. God has his best interest at heart. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we ask you all right now, God. We acknowledge your presence, God. We ask you all to, first of all, God, forgive us if there's anything that's in us unlike you, God. We ask you for your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. And we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we come to you right now, God. Ask you all to help us in every area of our lives right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, there are those who may be watching this video, God. Those who may be listening online, God. God, they are so ready for love. They they, they desire love. But God, even the choices they've made in the past, God, they have allowed themselves to be a side dude or a side chick, God. God, they may be waiting, God, and they tr- they're tired of waiting. They've taken matters into their own hands. Even because of the lack of trust or faith that we have in you. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, God, to forgive themselves, God. And God, ask the Lord to help us and to trust uh, to trust you in every area of our life, not just pertaining to salvation, not just pertaining to our life, but even pertaining to our love life, God. God, we ask the Lord to help us, God, to be about your business, God. Help us, God, to seek you and to understand who you are. And as we seek and understand who you are, you will reveal who we are in you right now, God. God, we ask you to help us, God, in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, and stand about everything you stand for, be about every problem, be about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we surrender our will, our ways to you right now, God. God, there are those who are watching right now, God. They are tired of feeling stuck. They are tired of feeling trapped. They are tired of, they're like, Things have been pressing upon them, and they don't know what to do. But, God, we're speaking, God, that you come in right now, God. Relieve every burden right now. Lift every burden right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're speaking, God, for those who've called in, God. We speak, God. We thank you, Lord, even for their honesty, for their transparency, God, to the man and to that lady that called right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them right now, God. Even encourage them, give them the strength, give them, give them the boldness, the confidence to proclaim you like never before, right now, God. God, we ask you to help us, God, to be about your business, God. Help us, God, to even not only just be in a relationship, but be in a right, godly relationship. God, help us. God, to be in a relationship that will honor you right now, God. God, help us, God, to invite you in every area of our lives right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing behind the scenes. But, God, we thank you, Lord, not just for what you doing, God, not just for what you have done, but most importantly for who you are right now, God. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer. You are our Healer, and we thank you for it right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you in a special manner right now, God. Even right now, God, thank you, Lord, for the life of my sister, Sheila Prater, God. God, I ask you, Lord, to help us, God, help us, God, even be uh, aware, God, there are those, God, who may feel, uh, uh, those who may even be grieving, God, they may have lost loved ones, God, because of domestic violence or toxic relationships, God, unhealthy relationships. God, we speaking, God, for every person that's a, that's affiliated 
with those who may have lost their lives, God. God, we sing, God, that you comfort them right now, God, that you strengthen them right now, God. Help them in their grief right now, God. God, we speaking, God, to help us to understand what love is and what love ain't, God. Help us, God, to not be moved by our flesh, but moved by your spirit right now, God. Help us, God, to not go into lust, but go into love. And you are the one that exemplify love, God. So, God, help us, God, to pursue you, God. Pursue love, God. To pursue the love in you, God. And as we pursue the love in you, God, you will reveal what's all for us. And we thank you for it right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. And we thank you for the testimony right now. We thank you, Lord, for the healing right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the deliverance right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the restoration right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the healing right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the protection right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, <clears throat> everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for watching this video, and I pray that it ministers to you. I thank y'all for y'all support. If those who may want to get in contact with me, you can catch me uh, on Facebook. Um, Facebook, my name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and also personal appearances. Also, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Brother Prater. Also, you can go to my website at www.blog, excuse me, www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities towards their family, their children, or even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also for the women to understand the responsibilities of a man, but also the needs of men, but also to help them identify what a real man is and what a real man ain't. I thank you for watching this uh, episode of Reconnect My Heart and I appreciate everyone who called in, who listened in and I want to thank you and tune in next time to Reconnect My Heart Podcast God bless you and good night